What's up, AfterBuzzers? This is the After Show of Monday Night Football, Steelers versus Redskins. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, football is back, and I couldn't be more excited to be with you guys. It's week one. We have two Monday night football games on. I want to be reviewing one. I am by myself. I do not have my panel with me, which is okay. Uh, I'll get by it. It's not a big deal. I'll be reviewing the Steelers-Redskins for you guys. Um, It's a matchup between two playoff teams from last year. Uh, The Redskins were the winners of the NFC East with a 9-7 record. The Steelers got in with a 10-6 record. And, you know, a lot of questions came in surrounding this game. Now, you had a Steelers team without Le'Veon Bell due to suspension, Martavis Bryant uh, due to suspension, and you're wondering, well, how are they going to click on offense? Uh, Who's going to step up into that second receiver role? D'Angelo Williams is pretty solid, so you kind of figure he's going to do his job. But I think there was more questions surrounding the Redskins, such as Kirk Cousins. You know, he got a a franchise tagged over the offseason. One year, $20 million. Is he for real? Can he follow up the season that he had last year? Uh, the running back position, Matt Jones, what's going go on with that? Are they going to have a running game whatsoever? Josh Norman's now on the de- defensive end of, of the ball for them. So, you know, just a lot of questions surrounding the Redskins. Um, NFC East, you know, are they a good team or are they just a product of a bad division? Did they get into the playoffs because that division is so bad? And I think tonight we really found out a lot about the Redskins. I think that, you know, it, it's not <laughs> it's not really looking good for uh, Washington right now. Who are the hosts this year? Uh, the hosts this year, it's going to be me, Mike Rip, and and Jill Monroe. So they'll be here with me next year, uh, next week, and we'll have a good time. Anyway, let's get into this. Uh, the game starts off, Washington receives the ball, and they actually start driving the ball. Jordan Reed, three receptions, four targets, and it's looking like they're going to pick up from where they were last year. Um, but then the drive stalls, and they have a decision whether to go for it or punt. They're in that you know weird range where you decide whether to kick a field goal, maybe punt it. They decide to punt, whatever, no big deal. Steelers get the ball, go three and out. They look pretty sloppy, and I'm thinking, all right, you know what? Even though Washington didn't score on the first possession, uh, the energy is in Washington's favor right now. Uh, the, the building was loud. The Steelers looked a little sloppy. Uh, three and outs, never a good thing. Redskins get the ball back. And big play to Deshaun Jackson. Matt Jones gets going. And I'm thinking, all right, here we go. Redskins is going to start. Drive stalls again. Field goal, three points. They only get three. That's okay. You you generally want to score when, you're, when you get into your uh, opponent's territory. But unfortunately... Not this time around. Uh, I got a comment right here. Norman was a good assistant quarterback, but I'm sure he'll hold up the whole season. I'm going to try my best to read these comments. I don't have my contacts today, guys, so I'm going to try my best. Uh, yeah, he, he generally plays one side of the field, uh, Josh Norman. And today, he didn't really match up much with Antonio, which I found kind of disappointing. Everyone was kind of looking forward to that, but I'll get into that later. You know, he really didn't do much. He didn't line up with uh, Antonio. There's actually one play. I don't know if you saw it, man, but Antonio was motioning him. He was he was in motion, and he was telling he was telling Josh, "Come guard me, come guard me." But he didn't want to he didn't want to guard him. 
and I think he had to stay on his side with his assignment. But I know a lot of people are disappointed that Josh Norman and Antonio didn't really go head-to-head today. But I'll continue on. Um, Steelers get the ball back, down 3 nothing, And same thing, look a little sloppy. Um, they convert a third down, which actually became a theme for the night. Uh, they were fantastic on third down today. That and fourth down. They were two for two on fourth downs. I think they were nine for 14 on third downs. But they convert a third down, and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, this, they might have a drive here. They might have a drive here. And Ben throws a pick. It goes off uh, Breland's arm, pops in the air. Breland grab, grabs it, returns it into Steelers' territory. And again, I'm thinking, okay, this, this is, looks like this is the game for the Redskins. Momentum is in their favor. Uh, the building's very loud. You know, even though they only have three points on the board, momentum seems to be on their side. But once again, they only get three points on the next drive, mainly due to a false start penalty. Now, false start penalties, uh, holding penalties, they, I think the Redskins, if I'm, I'm going to check right now, I think they had nine penalties for 55 yards, and that became a theme for them on offense. You know, every time they tried to get, uh, every time they got into the red zone or on the plus side of the field, they would have a holding penalty to start to drive or a false start penalty to start to drive. And it just basically killed their drive and killed their offense. I mean, Kirk Cousins didn't have too bad of a game, but the penalties actually absolutely hurt them. So they settled for three, score six, nothing. This drive for the Steelers is kind of where the, the tide started turning. They lost 12 yards on the first play, actually, from scrimmage on a fumble by Big Ben. They end up getting the ball back, luckily, because... The Redskins did recover it, but then that guy fumbled, and then Steelers got the ball back. They are able to still get a first down on an Antonio conversion, and then on a fourth and one with single coverage, basically with the linebackers up, Antonio beats his man down the sideline, and Ben just throws it out for him. Touchdown, 7-6, just like that. Steelers lead, even though with Washington outplaying them the whole game, up to this point at least, Steelers are now up 7-6, to six, and I wouldn't say momentum completely swung on that possession, but things started to change a little bit. Where I think momentum swung was on the next possession for the Redskins, where on the first play, they got a 33-yard completion to Deshaun Jackson, if you remember. So now you're feeling, all right, this is going to be back and forth, this is going to be back and forth. Holding penalty. False start. Like I mentioned before, penalties just destroyed the Redskins today. Then on fourth and six, they decide to go for it. And Kirk Cousin hits Chris Thompson in the middle of the field and they become inches short. And I never understood why, if you're going for it on fourth down, why you don't throw the ball past the sticks. It just doesn't make any sense. You have to get a first down. Every throw should be, I don't even not even at the sticks, but past the sticks, you have to make sure that you get that first down. But unfortunately, I don't know if it was a check down or maybe just a design play, but Chris Thompson catches it a yard short, tries to push forward, can't do it, turnover, and now it's Steelers' ball. (sighs) Yeah, and I'm so glad that uh, Monday Night Football is back. And speaking of that, uh, DraftKings, I don't know if anybody does fantasy sports, but I am huge on fantasy sports. And if you use the code word BUZZ, you can play free in this weekend's $100,000 fantasy contest. Now, I just wasted about probably like $25, $30 on DraftKings with my WAC lineup. 
and I wish I would have known that later, but like I said, buzz. This weekend's $100,000 fantasy contest. Um, you can try a 50-50 contest where basically the top, if, if let's just say there's 20 uh, teams in the contest. If you finish 10th or higher, you win some money. Um, you can go head-to-head with other opponents. You can enter contests where if you finish in the top third, you get paid triple your amount. There's many ways to make money in dra- on DraftKings. So DraftKings.com, don't forget to use the keyword buzz, B-U-Z-Z, and you'll be entered into the $100,000 fantasy contest. Coincidentally, the Steelers come down and are s- stuck with another fourth in one situation. This time, the linebackers come up, and instead of hitting Antonio, he hits Eli Rogers in the middle of the field, and it brings him down to the red zone, where one of the most flukiest, like touchdowns I've ever seen in my life, Eli Rogers catches the ball, almost like a Madden glitch. I don't know if you guys ever played Madden, and you throw the ball, and it hits someone's helmet, and <laughs> the ball just deflects and comes right to the guy. It, it was the most flukiest touchdown. I, I wish we had a video of it so you could see it. But the most flukiest touchdown I've ever seen caught by Eli Rogers. And now all of a sudden it's a 14-6 game. Washington has squandered many opportunities to score. And things just turned on a dime. I see your comment. I agree. But the defense is set up to force the check down underneath. And the offense just hoping to break a tackle. I get, I get what you're saying. So I, I, I do think it was a check down. I, it obviously wasn't a design play. I don't think they're going to uh, run a design play for Chris Thompson in the middle of the field, especially it wasn't a route. It wasn't an out. It wasn't a slant. He just kind of went up and went by the sticks. But, I mean, if you're going to go for it as a quarterback, I think you have to take a shot and throw it past the sticks. And even if it's intercepted, it's kind of like a punt in that situation anyway where you are in the middle of the field. So at this point, it's halftime. The Redskins only had one drive in the second quarter, by the way. They were, their defense was on the field the whole second quarter. It's 14-6. Uh, the Steelers are 5 for 8 on third down conversions at this point, 2 for 2 on fourth down. And momentum has totally swung in the favor of Pittsburgh. The third quarter starts, and they start feeding D'Angelo, who had a huge game. Um, he starts to get it going a little bit. Drive stalls, field goal, 17-6. Redskins are still, you know, they're still there. The game is not completely over, but they're, you know, they're still in striking distance. Uh, What I noticed was that the crowd was pretty dead (laughs) when the Redskins got the ball back uh, in the third quarter to start the third quarter. Uh, False start to start again. Penalties again killed the Redskins. Uh, Crowder fumbles, and luckily Pierre Garçon scoops it up and returns it from some yardage, and I'm thinking, all right, you know what? Maybe that's a break they needed. That could have been disastrous. But, all right, here we go. But on the next play, Kirk Cousins throws an interception, and I think that's the point where, for me, I was like, all right, this game is going to get out of hand. And it pretty much did after that. I mean, as, as much as I want to sit here and analyze this game, this was a blowout. The Steelers totally took it to the Redskins. The Redskins, you know, looked like a formidable opponent in the beginning. They actually had all the momentum in the beginning despite not scoring or cashing in in the red zone. But from the third quarter on, actually second quarter on, it was just all. It was all Pittsburgh. Next drive, um, 
touchdown to Antonio, his second of the game. During that uh, drive, Ben has a snap where he drops it, and he knows the route that Sammy Coates is running, and he just trusts his receiver and throws it up, and Sammy makes a nice catch for maybe like a 30, 40-yard gain. Uh, Steelers just started putting on a clinic. Redskins couldn't really move the ball. Anytime they would move the ball, there was a penalty holding. I see a comment here. I, I think the Redskins have really high hopes their season, but the Steelers are in the Super Bowl conversations. I agree with that. Um, the Redskins have high hopes, though, for the simple fact that that division hasn't really done anything for the past couple of years, and there's really no one standing out in the division. I'm a Giants fan, so I'm hoping the Giants can kind of stand out, but, I mean, they're really not that good of a team or they haven't shown to be that good of a team yet. Uh, they have a lot of question marks. The Cowboys have lost Romo. The Eagles are no good. So that division, 9-7, and 10-6, and six, that or 8-8, eight and eight, that can get you in. Um, so I, I don't know what uh, having high hopes are. Wrestling still have a good shot at the playoffs in NFC East. Their season starts when they play their conference. That's fair. Uh, that's, that's what I was alluding to with you. Uh, the Steelers, absolutely Super Bowl contenders. And actually, I wasn't sure if they were, but after seeing today, I mean, I'm going to say that they definitely are Super Bowl contenders. They they can absolutely win 11, 12 games, especially when they get Le'Veon back. And if that defense continues to play, almost bend but don't break. They weren't as aggressive today. They they dropped back a lot in coverage, which surprised me because they're known for blitzing. But, you know, Kirk Cousins, really, he, he didn't read the zones properly today. I don't think he had a bad game, but... Uh, they, they forced a couple of uh, mistakes from him. <laughs> Don't worry about my fanhood, man. Um, so where was I? Yeah, it's 24-6. Moving the ball well for the Redskins. Every time the Redskins move the ball well, holding. False start. And it was just a disastrous second half. You know, even, you know, they, they, got, they got nothing out of that drive. Steelers had a three and out the next drive. Fourth quarter starts, and then it kind of gets a little promising. Kurt starts to heat up a little bit. Uh, they get a Chris Thompson touchdown in about two minutes to start the fourth quarter. And it's a 24-16 game. And even though it's 24-16 in one possession, you know, we're sitting here not really feeling like it. It's feeling like the Steelers are really putting it to them. Uh, but, you know, the score says it's an eight-point game. It's a one-possession game. So it could be anybody right now. Um, that's when the Steelers start riding D'Angelo again. This is a theme that happened in the second half. D'Angelo Williams, I mean, he had... 28 carries for 143 yards, and a lot of it came in the second half. He had 73 yards alone in the fourth quarter, and this is where it started. Um, even though they had a holding call and a, a screen for negative four, they were still able to get a touchdown out of that drive. And I think that's another big difference between you know, the Redskins and the Steelers. The Steelers have an offense to overcome those mistakes, whereas the Redskins, you know, they're still developing their offense. They have a weapon in Deshaun Jackson. Kirk Cousins still has more to prove. You know, they're not able to overcome those mistakes, and that showed today. But <laughs> there's really not much else to say. Next drive, fourth and ten. Cousins, were, he runs short of the, fourth, uh, of the first down marker. He runs like seven yards out of bounds. Uh and then Steelers just finish it off, and uh, another D'Angelo Williams touchdown. Just handing the ball, run, 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 touchdown. They just had no answers. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers had 38 points in the last s- seven possessions that they had. Uh, once they got going after the slow start, it was over. They were it, it, This game wasn't even close. 
it, it felt like it for a little bit um, when the Redskins scored and made it 24-16, but uh, sometimes games have a feeling where it's like, all right, you know, it's a one-possession game, but this isn't really, <laughs> this isn't going anywhere. Just some stats to run by you. Big Ben was 27 for 37, 300 yards, three touchdown, one interception. D'Angelo, 28 carries, 143, two touchdowns, six receptions for 28 yards. Antonio Brown, eight receptions, 126 yards, two touchdowns, Torch Breland all night. I mean, I didn't really talk much about Antonio today, but Antonio, you know, he's Antonio, first pick in all fantasy football leagues. He's probably the best uh, wide receiver in the NFL. He just had his way. They lined him up on the opposite side of Norman, and he just went to work. It was it was like playing catch, him and Ben. I'm surprised he only had eight uh, receptions. I thought he had more. Kirk Cousins, 30 for 43, 329 yards, two interceptions. Deshaun Jackson at six receptions for 102 yards. And Jordan Reed, outside of the first drive, was pretty quiet. He had seven receptions for 64 yards, but half of that pretty much came on the first drive. Surprised they didn't utilize him in, um, even more. Washington, key stat, nine uh, penalties, 55 yards. Pittsburgh, nine for 14 on third downs, and two for two on fourth downs. And that's that's pretty much it. I mean, this game wasn't even close. Pittsburgh pretty much showed why they're contenders for Super Bowl, while the Redskins pretty much showed that, listen, you know, we might have won the NFC East last year, but we did it because we're in a weak division, and they got a long way to go to be considered contenders. They might be playoff contenders considering the division that they're in, but... I, I don't see this team going past the first round of the playoffs if they do get in. Next week, the Steelers are at home against the Bengals. That should be an interesting matchup. The Bengals just beat the Jets. So both teams going in 1-0 division game. While the Redskins are at home against Dallas, another division game. Both teams 0-1 needing a win. So, you know, next week, two big games for each each team. Um. That that pretty much does it. I, I hate to just ramble on by myself, but I, I'm a panel of one today. Not much in the chat. Uh, if you guys have any comments, you can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram. My name is Josh Rodriguez. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. And I hope to see you next week when we have a full panel for Monday Night Football. Thanks for watching, guys. Take care. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 